This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. As a guy who learned the hard way how important proper nutrition is on your health and the great harm excess weight can have on your health, I urge you to get serious about your health with SimpleToLose.com. Diets don't work, and you're really only going to be successful losing weight when you learn how to eat differently. And that is why the free health coaches at Simple to Lose are so helpful. They teach you how to eat six meals a day and why it works. Many people on my team are working with Simple to Lose and their health coaches. As a team, we've lost over 850 pounds. Mary has lost over 85 pounds and wants to live a long life to keep her family strong. Brad's lost 40 pounds, finally feels like he did when he was in his 30s. Chris, whose father died young due to obesity, has lost 100 pounds and is off most of his medications. Change your life, get healthy, and thrive today. Go to Simple SimpleToLose.com today, not tomorrow. Go today. SimpleToLose.com. Results do vary. Typical weight loss is 2 to 5 pounds per week for the first two weeks, then 1 to 2 pounds per week thereafter. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So, have times changed? Have they? I'll give you some examples. You can decide for yourself. This posted on a website that I read called Young Conservatives. Their website is youngcons.com. <laughs> I'll let you decide whether that's a good name or not. Uh, I'll tweet at Facebook this again, although I did uh, last week at uh, Jeffy MRA and uh, Jeff Fisher Facebook. The difference between high school in 1970 and 2015. Scenario number one. Jack goes quail hunting before school then pulls into the school parking lot with his shotgun in his truck's gun rack. In 1970, vice principal comes over, looks at Jack's shotgun, goes to his car, and gets his shotgun to show Jack. 2015, school goes into lockdown, FBI called, Jack hauled off to jail and never sees his truck or gun again. Counselors called in for traumatized students and teachers. Scenario number two, Johnny and Mark get into a fist fight after school. In 1970, a crowd gathers, Mark wins, Johnny and Mark shake hands and end up buddies. In 2015, police called, SWAT team arrives, they arrest both Johnny and Mark, they are both charged with assault and both expelled, even though Johnny started it. Scenario number three. Jeffrey will not sit still in class. He disrupts other students. Yes, this quite possibly could have been me. Jeffrey sent to the principal's office and given a good shouting by the principal. He then returns to class, sits still, and does not disrupt the class again. In 2015, Jeffrey is given a huge dose of Ritalin. He becomes a zombie. He's then tested for ADD. The school gets extra money from the state because Jeffrey has a disability. Have times changed? Scenario number four. Billy breaks a window in his neighbor's car and his dad screams at him. In 1970, Billy is more careful next time, grows up normal, goes to college, and becomes a successful businessman. In 2015, Billy's dad is arrested for child abuse. Billy is removed to foster care and joins a gang. 
The state psychologist is told by Billy's sister that she remembers being abused herself and their dad goes to prison. Billy's mom has an affair with the psychologist. Scenario number five, have times changed? Mark gets a headache and takes some aspirin to school. In 1970, Mark shares his aspirin with the principal out on the smoking dock. In 2015, the police are called. Mark is expelled from school for drug violations. His car is then searched for drugs and weapons. Scenario number six, Pedro fails high school English. In 1970, Pedro goes to summer school, passes English, and goes to college. In 2015, Pedro's cause is taken up by the state. Newspaper articles appear nationally explaining that teaching English is a requirement for graduation is racist. The ACLU files class action lawsuit against the state school system and Pedro's English teacher. English is then banned from the core curriculum. Pedro is given his diploma anyway, but ends up mowing lawns for a living because he cannot speak English. Scenario number seven of Times Have Changed. Johnny takes apart leftover firecrackers from the 4th of July, puts them in a model airplane, paint bottle, and blows up the red ant bed. In 1970, ants die. In 2015, ATF, Homeland Security, and FBI are all called. Johnny is charged with domestic terrorism. The FBI investigates his parents, and all siblings are removed from their home, and all computers are confiscated. Johnny's dad is placed on a terror watch list and is never allowed to fly again. Scenario number eight of Have Times Changed. Johnny falls while running during recess and scrapes his knee. He's found crying by his teacher. The teacher hugs him to comfort him. In 1970, in a short time, Johnny feels better and goes on playing. In 2015, the teacher is accused of being a sexual predator, loses the job. Three years in state prison, Johnny undergoes five years of therapy. Yes, the difference between high school in 1970 and 2015. It's got to be pretty, pretty close I ask you again have times changed do you see the times changing how about this as another example you can't even have an office romp anymore man's affair with co-worker revealed after office romp gets live tweeted The affair with a co-worker, everyone's gone home for the day. Hey, let's have sex right here in the office. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The windows are tinted. We're good. Um, except that uh, at night uh, when the lights are on, you can uh, you can see through the see through the glass. So Alex Wilton wrote on his Facebook page uh, opposite the Carlton Bar where the whole pub knew about it and was watching. They were totally oblivious to it. Afterwards, they were celebrating with wine. (laughs) That is fantastic. Uh, They were part of a 
Christchurch Insurance Company, a Marsh Limited, uh, the in, in England. Uh, they were photographed, filmed by scores of people, live tweeting it, live Facebooking it. And, of course, the company, uh, the investigation has been launched. Uh, Marsh is very disappointed by the conduct of two colleagues at our Christchurch premises. The inappropriate actions of those two individuals are not representative of the many professional colleagues we have at Marsh. Everyone knew about it. The band was playing at the time. They stopped. Everyone else was more interested in watching the couple. In the... <laughs> hey, what's going on? Oh, we'll stop playing. We'll just watch them. Take some shots. Yeah, Facebook it. Tweet it. Hashtag it. Office romp. Do something. The fate of the lovers is not known because uh, the manager of the company uh, was married with children. His devastated wife. No longer speaking to him. Yeah, I bet. Said she's she's been crying nonstop. The woman or the man did not show up for work the next day. Huh. Calls to the office line, answered by colleagues, and the man was not answering his cell phone. Huh. And the good thing is now the woman has deleted her Facebook page. Really? Huh. You can't even have an office romp anymore. What the heck has the world come to? Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Good to see you. How are you? We have a ton, a ton of stories for you today. I'm kind of theming it uh, in my head. I don't know. It's the overdose of social media news. I mean, we have got stories every day. And I know if you're like me, I mean, it's it's a... Your timeline is filled with incredible stories. Some you know, reading them, that can't be true. Others you say, man, that can't be true, but you know, it sure could be. And many are just stories from everywhere. It's the overdose of social media news. And we've got a ton to get to today. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. Plenty of, plenty of programming for you here on the Blaze Radio Network on the weekends, let alone the weekday. Michael Pelka and his broadcast, Piro Pelka, coming up right after this one. And uh, we'll give you a little Glenn Beck Rewind, the Glenn Beck Weekend. Let you uh, listen to a little bit of what happened during the week on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live the rest of the day right here on the Blaze Radio Network. A little uh, overdose of social media news. Start off with, I know, some sad news. And it really is sad news. Uh, Sun News Network. Uh, went off the air at uh, 5 a.m. Friday morning and uh, shut it down. And uh, our friend Brian Lilly uh, is out of a gig. 
in fact, I saw the news uh, on Thursday night uh, that said that they were – it was close. And I was you know, hoping that it obviously wasn't true. And then Brian Lilly tweeted, if tonight was my last show on the Sun News Network, then at least I got to show a report proving that the RCMP broke the law. Well, and that was, I mean, that was right after I saw the story that I was like, oh, I hope that's not true that they were closing. But um, it is true. Sun Media Corporation issued a statement saying it spent months unsuccessfully trying to find a buyer. But financial losses meant it could not continue to operate. Now, we had known that they were looking for uh, investments and they were struggling because uh, in October, uh, last October, uh, Post Media announced that it was buying the Quebecor's Sun Media Corporation. And it had you know 175 English-language newspapers, including the Toronto Sun. However, the TV channel was not part of the deal. So there were 200 employees that were, you know, left on their own at the Sun News Network. I wouldn't I wonder if Post Media will now come back and you know try to buy the Sun News Network, you know, cheaply and hire everybody back, you know, cheaper. Huh. Nah, it wouldn't happen. That only happens in the horrible country of America. It doesn't happen in Canada. <laughs> uh, stupid. How does this happen? How in the world is this possible? The plane hopper. The Transportation Security Administration is investigating how a woman with a history of boarding airplanes without a ticket was able to fly ticket-free from Minnesota to Florida. How is that possible? You tell me. We have to go through... Body cavity searches. And yet this lady is not doesn't have a ticket. <sighs> Marilyn Hartman arrested Sunday in Jacksonville, Florida, scheduled to appear in court. I I tried to get an update. I didn't see any update on what her uh, what happened in her court date. She may not have had it. Uh, she told investigators she boarded the plane in Minneapolis, St. Paul without a ticket and flew to Jacksonville. She then boarded a shuttle to an upscale hotel, and the driver asked if she was a specific guest. She said yes and used the name to check into the hotel. You know how many times I've actually thought of doing that? Would you see the drivers out, and they've got the little names on the cards? Yeah, that's me. And off we go. That's tremendous. That, that's a good plan right there. And, you know, although they frown upon it once you get to the, you know, if she checked, I would just take it to the, maybe to the hotel, maybe check it into another name, but she's just traveling for free. Hartman has made several attempts to sneak aboard flights elsewhere. She was jailed last August for taking a flight from San Jose to Los Angeles without a ticket. Released three days into her six month sentence after that, she said, you know, I really want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. You know what? I'd like to go to Hawaii for free too. Although, once you're there, you still have to you know, have a little cash, don't you? Oh, no, you just check in under somebody else's name. <laughs> Mrs. Johnson, yeah, that's me. You going here? Yes. Yes, I am. But I'd like to know, serious business, how do you get on a plane in today's world without a ticket? 
Let's see. You have to show your ticket at the TSA line, right, with ID. Now, they might not really look at it. I know there's been some struggles with that, you know, in the past where, you know, they use a different ID or the picture isn't the same or the ticket is different than the, you know, whatever. I get that. Now, for the most part, that has not been my experience. Uh, the workers usually look at the ticket, look at the picture, you know, because, you know, then they look at it and you make sure that you are who you are or who you say you are. Then you don't have to show your ticket anymore until, well, yeah, you have to show your, do you have to show your boarding pass to the TSA when you go through the machine? I don't remember. I think you do. Not positive about that, though. And then I guess you could say you left it in your bag and they just put you through. Beep, beep, beep. No, you're good. Um, and then you have to stamp it boop, when you're getting on the plane. So how do you get on that plane without a ticket? You have to have some kind of boarding pass, right? You have to have something. She's got to have a, a fake, but like pick one an old one up out of the trash, uh, down by the luggage place where people drop it. People are leaving the airport and their luggage and everything, and boom, then the you know the boarding pass drops. They're through with it. They don't think anything of it. So you have an old boarding pass, something. I, we're gonna, I'm going to have to try to talk. We're going to have to try on this broadcast, the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network, to get a hold of Marilyn Hartman because I want to know how she's doing it. That's tremendous. It's almost a catch me if you can. California health officials declared electronic cigarettes a health threat, and they should be strictly regulated like tobacco products. Yes, they should. Because why? Uh, Vaping is growing in popularity. Yeah. Yeah, and it's growing in popularity, and so we need to regulate it bad. We need tighter controls on that. A report saying e-cigarettes emit cancer-causing chemicals and get users hooked on nicotine. But, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. They said where well, the research needs to be done, a little bit more research needs to be done to determine, you know, immediate and long-term effects. Yeah. Yeah, you mean like, I don't know, butter that was bad, now it's okay. Sugar is bad, now it's okay. Salt was bad, now it's okay. MSG was bad, now it's okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we'll just check on that. No, but but right now, right now we need to ban it. We need to ban electronic cigarettes. How st- I do not under. There's a city not far from here in the in the metroplex that banned it. I don't get it. It doesn't do anything. Anyway, now and they okay. Now I want you to listen to this. Now this is very important. They banned the sale of e-cigarettes to minors in 2010. Okay, 2010. Now, they also are talking about, uh, you know, children are consuming liquid nicotine with flavors, cotton candy, gummy bears, all that kind of stuff. Uh, children with five with e-cigarette poisoning jumped. Okay. All right, I got you. Maybe we need to, I don't know, uh, maybe we, we talk to the e-cigarette companies about having a little campaign about safety. We, we, don't, we don't regulate it. We don't make it a law. We ask. We ask nicely. If they say no, oh well. 
But this part here, health officials want to be proactive on this important public issue, uh, said uh, Lisa Waddell, who leads community health and prevention at the Association of State and Territorial Health Officials. The issue of real concern here is we really don't know everything that's in these products. Right, so we're going to regulate it. And you're seeing a rise of the use of these products in our children as, as well as our adults. But you already banned the sale to minors. So whose fault is that? There's already a law. And Gregory Connolly, president of the e-cigarette advocacy group, despite the health officer's false claims, there is ample evidence that vaping helps smokers quit and is far less hazardous than smoking. So many more stories from the overdose of social media news coming up. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Oh my gosh, it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you wish to participate. As I'm just kind of going through highlighting some of the overdose of social media news today, I look up at one of my social media pages, Facebook, Jeffrey Fisher, and I see illegal aliens who did not pay taxes will be able to get tax refunds. Yay! The IRS commissioner says that even illegal aliens who didn't pay taxes will be able to get back tax refunds with President Obama's executive amnesty. Yay! How great is that? So, my wife wants to get a Texas driver's license. She goes to the DMV yesterday. Very few... English-speaking people at the DMV at the time she went. She did not have enough information to change a legal license from one state to another state. She needed more information. I would like to know how an illegal alien has that same information. Oh, wait, I don't think they do. Just something to think about. It's all all just something to think about. Montana lawmaker wants to make it illegal to wear yoga pants in public. Yay! If there's one issue that can unite the women of our country during these increasingly tumultuous times, perhaps it is this. State Representative David Moore introduced a bill that would expand the state's existing indecent exposure laws in addition to banning all public exposure of nipples, both male and female. The bill would also outlaw any piece of clothing that gives the appearance or simulates the pelvic area, buttocks, genitals, or female nipple. Tight-fitting pants would be included. Yoga pants, more stated, 
by the Associated Press should be illegal in public anyway. I want Montana to be known as a decent state where people can live within the security of laws and protect their children and associates from degrading and indecent practices. But, look, I don't want you to think that he's a horrible person because his bill also contains a provision that would reduce the sentencing for a third indecent exposure infraction. Because now, if you get a third infraction, it's $10,000 fine and a possible lifetime imprisonment. What are you here for? I was shot a guy in Reno just to watch him die. What are you here for? I wore yoga pants in public four times. Now, he wants to change to only a 5000 Cut that in half. $5,000 fine. And, huh. He's not, he doesn't want to put you in jail for life. He did five years. Go, just get out of here. You wear yoga pants four times, five years. Just go to the state pen for five years, would you please? Please. That's uh, State Representative David Moore, uh, Republican out of Missoula, Montana. Let's stay in that neck of the woods, shall we? Wyoming. Wyoming House of Representatives passed a bill Thursday that would make firing squads the alternative form of execution in Wyoming. Now, on the surface, I have no problem with that. If we're going to have capital punishment, if we're going to have that, whatever. 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 Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be humane. Whatever. Their crimes weren't humane. Most of them. Oh, but so many of some of them didn't do it. I okay, they exhaust the system for twenty years. If we find that they've done it, okay, and that's the deal. I got no problem with it. If that's what we're going to do, let's do it. Let's not pussyfoot around. Let's do it. If we decide no, we don't want to do it, then let's not do it. But if you're going to have it. Don't slap them on the hand a thousand times thinking they're going to die. Let's get it over with. However, it needs the majority, so both chambers need to vote on it, and it's going to come up next week, and we'll see if it happens. But the bill itself is going to require the death row inmates be administered anesthesia and rendered unconscious before being shot. What, may I ask, Wyoming, is the point of that? We don't want the people awake when we shoot them. Then they'll know why we're shooting them. I'm pretty sure they already know why you're putting them down. While you're strapping him into the electric chair, while you're tying him down on the hospital gurney to fill him full of death juice, while you're setting him up against a wall with 21 guns and you're putting bullets in him, I'm pretty sure they know. They've been on death row for a crime. So, not out of Wyoming. In Washington, 
Yes, D.C. Congressional Republicans are challenging several health regulations. One senator, uh, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, uh, he wants to to make, uh, well, look, we shouldn't have to make employees wash their hands at restaurants after bathroom visits. Ow! Think of what's going on in the world right now and think that your senator, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, restaurants shouldn't have to make their employees wash their hands after bathroom visits. Such restaurants would have to prominently disclose their decision and then would probably go out of business, he said, but they should have that choice. So restaurant chains such as Starbucks should be able to skip the obligatory hand-washing by workers as long as they post a sign. Let them decide. That's probably one where every business that did that would go out of business, but I think it's a good to illustrate the point. Oh, okay. So he wants a... Now, now what I find interesting on this story is that uh, I think it's good the kind of mentality we need to have to reduce the regulatory burden on this country. Really? Okay. Um, But you want a regulation to reduce the regulatory burden. Um, Tom, if you're getting rid of the regulation, you don't need a regulation to get rid of the regulation. Just say. I know I'm not a Washington, D.C. insider. Just trying to help a little. Just trying to help a little. More stories from the overdose of social media news. Um, I uh, I just uh, got a tweet that uh, Jeffy MRA, uh, one of my, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fairly insightful tweet. Uh, most of the time social media timelines are near live feeds of human stupidity. Uh, yes, uh, DMR, am I? Uh, I'm sorry, DMR underscore am I? Uh, you are correct. These stories are just overall stupidity. They're not even live timeline stupidities. I mean, at least with some maybe some live timeline tweets like the office romp, you get a smile. Walmart filed a lawsuit in Austin, Texas. Yes, challenging a Texas law that forbids the company from owning and operating liquor stores in the state. Who knew that? Did you know that Walmart couldn't sell liquor? A lawsuit says the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission Code prevents Walmart from obtaining a permit to sell hard alcohol because it is a public traded company. (gasps) What? And did you know? That there's also, if you have a license to sell uh, liquor, uh, you can't own more than five liquor stores. Huh, that's fascinating. Now, they can sell beer and wine at only, I don't know, 546 locations in Texas. But if you sell booze, you can't own more than five stores. Oh. Okay, well, good luck with that then. 
This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us. More from the overdose of social media news in mere moments. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to it. How are you? Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. And sad news from our social media and overdose of the news. Couple in Arlington, Texas, uh, the owners of a swingers club in rural Arlington, Texas. Uh, they agreed to move on. Very disappointing. Yeah, they agreed to move on. They had a big backlash from the neighbors. David and Shannon uh, Esopenko have been throwing weekly erotic parties in their 4,860 square foot leased home. Dubbed a utopia. Yeah, they've been doing it for a year or so. 4,800 square feet. I mean, it's a really nice house. I like the layout, kind of. 4,800 is not that big. Uh, but in January, the neighbors complained so much, city officials ordered it to end. That's it. It's an illegal home business. And he said, oh, fine. You know what? We are moving on. And the city of Arlington isn't going to get our $14,000 in taxes every year. <laughs> I'm sure some of the neighbors were thinking, you know what, it's worth the fourteen grand. But uh, I, it looks like, you know, does it sound like fun? Yes. Does it really? No. And they weren't even charging. It was just, you know, donations really is what they were, they were doing. Couples were, hey, you know, give us 80 bucks. If you're single, give us 20. The donations raked in a bunch of money for them, and the neighbors said, uh, no. I know we, you've got parking for 70 cars. It's too busy. It's a home business. Uh, no, it's a zoning issue. You can't have it. We know it's okay that you were, never mind the morality of it. Uh, you can't really nail them on that. You could just be a little bummed. You know, kind of like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, you know. Understand the movie's not that good. Kind of disappointing that the movie's not that good. They could have gone about it such a different way, and they would have made a lot more money. But you know, DVD sales will be huge for them, and they'll make their money back hopefully, and they'll be, everybody will be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they were giving out food, drinks, condoms. I mean, come on, what do you want from the swingers club? What to wear, what to wear. Why can I not hear myself now live on the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network? I wonder if my battery has now died. So you can hear me, and while I'm talking to you, I'm going to change the battery so I can actually hear myself, and I'll be able to hear the music. Because I thought that the engineer put a new battery in my little hearing pack, but apparently not. So I'm going to go roll back. And get my battery, my new battery. So stay with me. And while I'm rolling back, I'll tell you a story about what to wear. Do you know how you think about what you're going to wear every day? 
shoes, clothes, shirt, pants, socks. Right? It's agonizing. Right down to underwear. It's decision fatigue is what it is. Decision fatigue. And I am in love with that. When we were sending my oldest son to a a school in Florida that had uniforms, it was so easy because you didn't have to decide what to wear every day. You just wore the same kind of shorts and shirts every day. And so did all the other kids. And it's just easy. You don't have that decision every day for the kid. The kid gets up, puts his clothes on, moves on. And that's what they're saying that some of the more influential people uh, in the world, that's why you see them wearing the same thing all the time. Sweatshirt, jeans. Steve Jobs did it. Uh, You know, they they talk about the people that just wear the same thing. And I know I love the quote from uh, Henry David Thoreau. Our life is frittered away by detail, simply simplified. And when they were talking about Steve Jobs and Albert Einstein, they they failed to mention the the great Ben Matlock of television who wore the same suit every day, or almost every serial killer on TV. So when you're thinking about decision fatigue and you want to wear the same pants, the same shirt, socks, shoes every day, actually, I love the idea. I love the idea. It'd be a great thing to do. I kind of did that in Florida with just shorts and a t-shirt every day. Oh, Oh. Oh, you don't get those days back, huh? This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. You know, I was just looking, I I wanted to talk a little bit about technology and the future and where we're headed, and there's so much, there's so much cool stuff coming that, you know, we talk a lot about it on the, on the big show with, uh, you know, that guy called Glenn Beck, but so much of it is so cool. I I don't, you know, everybody is kind of scared of it and we joke around about the social media and being, uh, you know, indelved in it, but it's here, it's here and it's not going anywhere. It is not going anywhere. So when you hear about uh, everything, when you hear uh, uh, Schmidt from Google say, hey, you know, the Internet is not going to be like it is now. There isn't going to be an Internet. It's because it's going to be all one, one thing. It's all just going to be a part of you. And when you start thinking of, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, the FCC wants to regulate the cable and the Internet. Yeah, they want that for more power. We need to stop them. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay? Seriously, I got it. I understand. I know, net neutrality. Bad thing. Okay? But, you know, that's I'm kind of, I don't, I kind of want to just talk about what's coming. 
and what we're looking at. We've talked a little bit about on the show about the robots, right? How I mean, robots, I'm telling you, are closer than you think. The, the main point of that last study that I read uh, from Brookings is that we all love robots as long as we know they're robots. Uh, when they start looking like humans and are not humans, then it's a problem. Because right? we think that's off. It's just not right. And you remember, heck, what, five, six years ago, the movie with uh, well, main man, Bruce Willis, uh, surrogates, right? I mean, it was set in a futuristic world. <laughs> futuristic world. Tomorrow. Uh, where humans all lived in isolation. And they had surrogates that went out into the world. And he is a human who has to leave his house for the first time and deal with uh, the surrogates. And then he finds a place where other humans are dealing with other humans. And it's really, uh, if you have a chance to watch it, you should watch it. It's uh, kind of a fascinating look at what could possibly happen. Because I don't think we're far off from that. We'll start having, and it'll happen. I mean, it's going to happen fast. We talk all the time about driverless cars. I that that is so close, it's amazing. And you think, nah, that could never happen. Watch. In the next five to ten years, I would venture to say that it would be you're going to be a weird person if you drive. Why would why would you drive? I mean, you might go outside of, they might make it, it's okay for you to drive outside of the city. So you could park your car in a parking lot, you know, outside of the city and take the driverless car to that lot. And there's a way to make some money for you, right? Storage. You can store the cars that you can drive so that people can take the driverless cars to your lot, rent, rent space from you. Another million idea, million dollar idea from me. <laughs> You're welcome, and uh, dri- then drive out. You know, driving the big roads. But in the city, when I'm driving uh, back and forth here in the Metroplex, uh, there's one main stretch that I drive on. That's what seventeen lanes, almost over twenty lanes. And I'm trusting uh, the guy that just got out of work who's tired. I'm trusting the mom who's worried about what she's going to make for dinner. I'm worried about the kid who just started driving but has to go pick up dad because the car was in the shop. I'm worried about the guy that just left left dinner with two glasses of wine with the uh, with the Supreme Court Justice uh, Ginsburg so passing out. And then I've got uh, and then I've got me thinking, okay, uh, I really you know, I'm just driving along here. I got to get there. Not really. I know I'm going to stay in this lane. All right. If you come up on me, want to pass me, I'll get over. Maybe I won't get over. You know what? Maybe I'll just tick you off and stay here and drive in this lane and you can get all mad and swerve around me. And then there's that guy frustrated at me because I won't get over. So he's pissed and he's driving fast out of control. So what's better? Computer driverless cars. I sit. I can be tired. I can have my two glasses of wine with Ginsburg. I can worry about what I'm going to make for dinner when I get home. 
I can be the young kid that's got to go pick up dad because the other driverless car is in the shop. I can be myself who wants to, I just want to read some stories and figure out what's going on uh, for the show on my way to work, right? And those cars will be just on the road doing their thing, feeding off of each other, accidents. The accidents are going to be caused by people who are driving themselves and don't know how to drive properly. We need to get those people off the road. You know, those people. The people who drive. So that's going to happen. And then you're going to have robots. I am, a, you know, why not? I think I'm, I'm all kind of for the robot thing. I want, I want my robot. I know, I saw the movie. I got it. But I'm telling you, having a robot to be, you know, clean chores, run to the st- whatever, it'd be great. Don't you think? Come on. How many times do you think to yourself, man, I would really like to watch this movie, but, you know, I got to get upstairs and clean the house. Kids' room's a mess. And- help them clean the room you got to clean the bathrooms you got to clean that and instead of saying hey wife clean that you know you you say hey robot clean that and the robot does it then you get to sit down with the wife tell me that's not a good thing tell me that's not a good thing that's a great thing but you got to know who you are you gotta know who you're at. I mean, we saw the we saw the report of, you know, the Samsung TVs. They, you know, listen. Don't worry about. It. They're only listening to listening to you. No matter what room you're in, they're listening to you. That's it. If you got the TV there, it's on. They're just recording conversations. That's it. They're just recording conversations so that they can better serve you. And Samsung certainly doesn't sell the information. <laughs> what are you stupid? We have a deal with the, that's a third party that we we share that information with because they're working on a voice command system and to better serve you with the voice command system. We need to record your conversation so that we know your vocal tone, your tonations, and how you say things and words. We would never sell that. They didn't tell you, however, if the third party sells that information. Huh. No. Ow. That's that's not possible. They're just using it to better serve you. That's what it's all about, to better serve you. So just know where you're at. Know where you're at. It is going to be. I talked to a man. I'm going to have to go back and remember who he was. Because I'd like to talk to him again uh, a few years ago uh, on my radio show in Florida about a fishbowl mentality, the fishbowl world. We need, and his idea was for the government to live in this fishbowl. We are all going to be in that fishbowl. And I think that we need to realize that we're going to be in a fishbowl, but we need to make sure that someone else... The bad thing is that the people outside of the fishbowl, right? If you're not in the fishbowl, then you figure you control what's going on in the fishbowl. That's where the problem is. We all need to be in that fishbowl if it's going to happen. Right? I mean, the technology is 
unbelievable that's coming. We've, there's technologies and education that's coming that's, you know, close. I don't know why this, they're talking, I was reading an article that talked about, uh, you know, within a year they're talking about bring your own device to schools and stuff. Why, why not? That's just stupid that you're not doing that. Why would I have to go to school and use another device when I have a device in my hand that already does everything that I want it to do and I know how to use it? Right? How about you let me use my device and then we can talk about it. We can share some ideas. That's a good idea. Right? And then, I mean, when you talk about Watch Surrogates, that movie, that's your homework, by the way, this week is to watch Surrogates. Um, and I'm going to have to watch it again. So I'll do homework with you, okay? We'll share the homework. And uh, everybody wears that, you don't have to wear that stupid mask. I hope they have a better way. They will, Jeff. They'll just implant it in your eyes. Oh, okay, that's fine. You don't have to wear this mask. The mask is stupid. Just let us implant these chips into your eyes and you'll be able to see everything. Oh, okay, great. No problem. Thank you. But when you start reading headlines, I'll just give you the headline. This, I, I, I had, uh, I had uh, Aaron and Brandy just send me some tech stuff. And we can go in depth into any one of these stories. And it's fascinating. But when you start going down the, I mean, just here's the headlines, okay? Smart gun technology. Google Street View in San Fran Bay. Technology, not boosting the economy. Really? Uh, Bluetooth and hearing aids. Uber panic buttons. Flipped classrooms. Why should you pay your bills online? Costco to cut ties with Amex. New PayPal system for Google. Tesla Motors, new sedan, speed upgrade by supercomputer. And we heard also with those cars, the newer cars, that they're already using computer sounds on you. The engines are so quiet that they're putting speakers in the cars. It's because people want to hear the engines. Dumb. Crowd investing. Happy face band and solar cars. Live forever in cyberspace. Toss your keys. Emergency versus privacy. Yeah. Um, there's no, not going to be any more privacy. Uh, we talked about that with the uh, Samsung TVs. Uh, listening to everything. Uh, don't forget that speaker and that camera and the laptop you've got in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You shut the TV off, but you still got the still got the laptop there with the camera, the microphone. I'm sure that's never on. The corning glass for cell phones. I love the corning glass stuff. If you have an opportunity, I'll tweet out some of the corning glass stuff. That stuff is cool. When they can make that affordable for people like me, I know you have. You know, if I had your money, I'd already have it. But when they can make that affordable for people like me, I'll have it. When you watch the preview video of that Corning Glass, that is cool. Everything. Through the glass. through I mean, it is, I am looking forward to being able to use that. I'll tweet that one, the first video out. That uh, it's, it's a few years old now, so I'm sure that they've got to have it developed uh, even more than what this video was uh, a few years ago. That's really cool. So you, if you could have the Corning glass throughout your house and a robot, <laughs> now you're talking. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. So off the air, we're talking about, uh, you know, where we're headed. And uh, Aaron, who joins me on our uh, Talking Walking Dead podcast uh, Monday nights here on the Blaze Radio Network. Just look for it. You can download it. It'll be there for you Monday night. Um, we're talking about where we headed. Are, is, are there going to be jobs? Are there going to be things? Well, you know, Glenn, uh, if you listened to the radio show yesterday, uh, I talked to a guy by the name of uh, Jason Calcanus. Now, Jason is, uh, I don't know, sounded more like a socialist. Uh, however, he's a fascinating guy, and I would love to talk to him more. And what one of the things that he talked about was exactly that, that in, let's say, 10 years, uh, 50% of the jobs that are out there now won't be there. Now, that's not to say that 50% of those, 50% of the jobs are going to be gone. They're just going to be different. And there may, you may have 20 to 30 or 40, you know, percent of those jobs gone, uh, done by something else. I mean, I'm pretty sure Glenn believes that, you know, maybe 50% at least of those jobs will be gone. So what do you do? Right? I mean, uh, Aaron's telling me about, uh, the, uh, uh, the warehouses now that are they're going to not use people, right? They're going to use uh, robots to move stuff around. Uh, you still may have to have a, a human to worry about logistics, but they'll say you know that will go away soon too because the robot will be able to see where everything needs to go and tell you where you know here go right. And with the driverless cars, uh, if you have a driverless uh, uh, delivery system. Your logistics is, uh, man, time is down, right? You don't have to wait about the human stopping at the rest stop. You worry about uh, it goes from the warehouse to the truck to uh, to the home, and it gets dropped off in front of the house. And there you go. Have a nice day. Good luck. God bless, right? So what do you do? What is the future? I mean, I, it it, it's really fascinating. Now, Jason is having, you know, he's part of this launch festival, uh, first part of March, and Glenn will be speaking at it. Uh, there's all kinds. I mean, my gosh, look at the speakers. Uh, Mark Beinoff, Salesforce, Peter Thiel, Kickstarter, Yancey Strickler, Chris Saka, Lowercase Capital, uh, Andrew Mason, Detour and Groupon, all the, I mean, my gosh, these people would be fascinating to listen to. Except for, you know who else is there? Jeffrey Weiner from LinkedIn. I remember talking to him on the show at one time, too. Jeff, stop it. We don't want to be part of LinkedIn. I know it's huge, though. I'm just teasing because don't if, if you don't want to be part of LinkedIn, you don't get to opt out of emails asking you to be part of it. That's one thing Jeff Weiner did that was actually genius. But it'd be fascinating to talk to these guys. Now, Jason had an idea, talked about what you know. What do you do with these people and 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 the people that don't have jobs? And I say these people. Hell, I'll probably be one of them. But you know, what do you do? How do you make money? Not everyone can have the car lot outside of the city that you know makes money by charging people to park their cars that that they can actually drive. So when they come out of the city, they can go drive around. Uh, you know, we we have to do something. So one of his ideas yesterday was, well, so you get rid of maybe the, all the social programs and you just give everybody a thousand dollars a month, or you give them, you know, you give everybody a stipend every month from the government, and no matter who you are, 
you're a citizen, you get the stipend. And probably with this administration, it didn't matter if you're a citizen. If you're inside the borders of the United States, you get a stipend. And then, you know, you can do other things and you do that, but no matter who you are, you get a stipend. And that way, you're able to at least have some sort of mechanism to survive, right? Everybody gets a stipend. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of, uh, we're the government and we're here to help. No, really. We're the government and we're here to help. I, we, we mean that. I mean, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of taking a, you know, a trip to Mars, a one-way trip to Mars and knowing that I'm going to die either. Jeff, you know you're going to die here on Earth. Why not go to Mars and maybe it'll be really cool? Uh-huh. Maybe it will be. Then again, maybe not. I'm looking at the Launch Festival website that Jason is putting on at Fort Mason Center in San Francisco, but it's March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's where Glenn is going to be speaking at. But prior to that, February 27th through March 1st, is the hackathon. (laughs) That might be fun to go to that, that's for sure. Anyway, the future is so bright, you gotta wear shades. I heard that somewhere. I'm not sure where I heard it, but good luck. God bless. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay. Yay, it's Valentine's Day. All guys get to feel bad if they don't buy stuff for their female, but the female doesn't have to buy crap for the guy. Holiday. Yay. Happy Valentine's Day. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Michael Pelka. Puro Pelka. Coming up immediately following this broadcast. You may want to tune in. He might be giving away Opelka shoelaces today. And you can have them and put them on your shoes with his little, pretty little face as the eyelid. and Pure Opelka, every few spaces along every little inch of those cute little shoelaces. And then uh, Glenbeck Weekend, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all live on the Blaze Radio Network Sunday. David Barton. I mean, look, here's the deal. Weekdays. You've got uh, Doc and Skip, Glenn, Buck, Jay, Pat and Stu get you through the day. And on a weekend, you think, wow, what have I got to do on the weekends? Uh, Hello, myself, Michael Pelka, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs, David Barton, Bill Handel, Moore, all Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. The Blaze Radio Network, theblaze.com slash radio. Wait, you're listening and you're, you're already here? This is for you, those of you downloaders that download on the podcast, okay? Yeah, you heard me. You know who you are. All right, you can listen live too. 
All right. So are y'all ready for Valentine's Day? Did you get your little heart candies? Did you do all that? Did ya? Come on. You know you did. Are you ready, though, or are you thinking, oh, crap, did I just throw you off and I say, oh, no. Did I catch you off guard? Did I? Huh? I may have. I may have caught you off guard, and I apologize. Okay, it, this is the 14th. Okay, the 14th of February, and that means it's Valentine's Day. And that also means that you need to give a gift to females in your life because they expect it. And there's only one thing for you to do is do that. Because <laughs> otherwise you're screwed. And when they tell you, please, please, I don't need anything. Just just being here with you is enough. You know, you know, just us, us time. Just that's all I need. Right. Because what happens when it's just us time? We can sit down, we can relax. I know I didn't. Did you get me something? I know I said I didn't want anything, and I really don't need anything, but is there some, I mean, it'd be nice to have some flowers sitting in front of us, wouldn't it? I mean, we can't just watch this movie without, I don't know, nibbling on chocolates from heart, you know, a box of chocolates and some flowers. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't get me anything? I knew it. That's why I bought my own chocolate, you bastard. Then you're in trouble all over again. But you said, I know what I said. But you should have just thought that I was I wanted it, okay? You should have thought that. But you said, never mind. So you get flowers, and of course, you know, those places are working overtime today. This is they want the money. So when they say, you know, we'll try to get it, they'll get it there for you today. I promise you. I promise you that. Okay, so you can you know buy them all that. You can get them stuff that they'll last. You can buy last minute gifts. Get them stuff like uh, you know you can say we're going to take you on a trip, and we're going to go here. But I didn't have time. Now you can print that stuff out. This this is one of my favorite gifts. This is a good way a gift thing to do, and this is from me to you. Okay, I haven't told anybody this. I do this from time to time. It's my own little special gifts with you. Remember last minute that, oh, man, got to get a gift. What you do is you know what you're going to get them, right? You're already in your head. You know, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to get her. She wanted, a, she wanted a, let's just, use an example, she wanted a brand new bicycle. She wanted a brand new bicycle. So when we go riding, she's got a new bike. She wanted that special seat. She wanted all that. There's no way I can get that here today. I can't. I can't get that here today. But what you can do. Print out a nice picture of that bike. Beautiful. Print out a nice picture of that bike. And say, this is your gift. It's on order. It hasn't arrived yet. I love you. Roll it up. Put it in a little cardboard tube, one of those little mailing tubes. Wrap it up and give that as a gift. 
Oh, that is almost the same as the same brand new thing. Yeah. Because you thought of them. It's a gift. It's what they wanted. But you didn't have you didn't have time. You were kind of you were an idiot, so you didn't get it in time. However, you have a chance now. You could back it up. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay? That's all I'm telling you. You're welcome. And you can try to make dinner reservations. You can do all that. Good luck. God bless. Uh, you know, you can try to go out and buy, you know, buy the candy, buy the flowers. Then that's a cheap way. You may want to buy the flowers and give the tube for the new bike. Just saying. You may want to run. Here's a good idea. Another idea. Last minute gift. How about uh, massages? Stuff like that. Huh? Yeah. There you go. Gift card for that. You're welcome. Another great, tremendous idea for me. Uh, you could do the, uh, now this may not, you know, this may give you a question. I mean, they may say, eh, may question it, but you can still do it. You could do the the gym membership. Honey, I love you. You want to go to the gym? Let's do it together, especially today. You buy gym membership for both of you. Oh, my gosh. So it's not saying, uh, I think you need to go to the gym. It's we need to go to the gym. And I want to do it with you together. Now, most of the time I'm going to go alone because I don't want to be there. And so I'm just going to go and look around at the other, you know, other people working out and thinking, Poof, what the hell am I doing here? My wife better come here. But you do what you give the gift as you're going together. And you're good. You're good. Or you give them the real gift of, you know, if you're, you can wrap it up. Or maybe you give them like a box of chocolate. Now, here's an idea if you want, if you're really one of the persons that you think, you know, I really think you need to lose some weight. But I can't tell you you need to lose some weight because that's not real good. People don't like to be told that. They already know. If you're overweight and you're thinking about, I don't know, losing weight, getting healthy, you've already talked about it with your your person, your love interest. You've already talked about it. And trust me, that person already knows. They do. I mean, you know, you're not, you're not stupid. But you could uh, say, I don't know, take a box of chocolate, break it in half, then put a little little note in there. Maybe uh, say, honey, I love you. Have this is only half a box of chocolate because when you're done with this half a box of chocolate, I want you to go to simpletolose.com. Simple the number two lose.com and sign up for that free health coach. And let's get started getting you healthy. Lose some weight. Now, I heard I heard Jeff Fisher talking about it on the Blaze Radio Network. He's lost over 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Just by using simple to lose and habits of health. Healthier, lose weight, feel better. More time with you. More time with us together. It's a Valentine's Day love affair. Simple to lose.com. It's just for us. I know I heard all about it. Just sign up for the free health coach and let's get started.
Okay. Let's eat the chocolate. We can eat this half a box. We don't need to eat the whole thing. We'll eat half this box, you and me. And then we'll go to simple, the number two, lose.com. Simple, the number two, lose.com. And we'll sign up. We'll get that free health coach. And we'll start losing weight and getting healthy right now. What do you think? Oh, I think that's a special Valentine's. A special simple to lose.com. Heart you. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show is on. All right, well, fantastic news. We told you last week about the uh, about the young man who uh, got the tie at Target for the job interview, right, at Chick-fil-A. And the Target people helped him, and we talked about that was what America is. That's America. People helping people. The kid needed help. They helped him, gave him some pointers. It's a good thing, right? And we also talked about uh, why... Uh, maybe a Chick-fil-A, just give the kid the job. He said that maybe he'll get it. He's got to come back with the second interview. Target didn't want to give him a job. Well, up on the blaze right now is a story. Uh, the 15 year old, uh, we know his, uh, we know his name now. And, uh, uh, Yassir Moore, uh, sat down with the Chick-fil-A restaurant owner, David Langston. And, uh, it was all videoed, and it said, I really appreciate you coming in tonight. I think we're ready to offer you a job at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, you think? That might be a good idea, since the entire country knows who this kid is now. Huge mistake not hiring this kid. Anyway, congratulations. Uh, he got uh, got the job at Chick-fil-A. He's ready to rock and roll. This this kid is gonna is, will at least do something. There's no problem with that. Anyway, congratulations to Yasir. So and, and good job, uh, David Langston uh, at the Chick-fil-A for realizing uh, I have to give this kid a job. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I cannot let this kid walk out of here without a job. No, we're not ready to hire you. Oh, bad news for Chick-fil-A right there. Bad news for Chick-fil-A. So those of you in Texas will be feeling some, well, less than 100-degree weather today. Uh, it's going to be, you know, around 70 or so. But a huge cold front pushing through again uh, across the state uh, the first part of the week. And this weekend, uh, the northeast is just being hammered, hammered. And uh, good news, though, for New York and Boston, uh, no homicides. Right, uh, New York sets the record. Uh, if they didn't have any homicides yesterday, they're up to what twelve days now, and they're going to get hit with some more. So good luck, God bless. I mean, they've been just hammered, and they the the week that they shut everything down, the day that they shut everything down, Mayor uh, DeCamio, uh, he uh, nothing happened, and now we're waiting, and everything gets hammered. And in Boston, think of this. Holy crap. Boston, man, they've had like 70 inches, 77 inches of snow. Amazing. 
I grew up in Michigan. I don't want to see 77 inches. I couldn't remember seeing huge amounts of snow and just I couldn't wait to get out of there. I would be in the same. No, I do not want to be there. If you winter is a good winter isn't bad. Let me refer, winter isn't bad if you don't have to go out. You, if you go out on your terms, cool, no problem. But if you have to go out to work for, you have to go out. Sucks. You can quote me on that. But if you go out on your terms, no problem. It's okay. You wake up. Peek through those blinds. I'm not going out there today. I'm going to put another log on the fire and throw a blanket over me and just sit right here. Maybe I'll open the blinds to see what's going on out there. Maybe I won't. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But they've had no homicides in Boston either. So uh, the police commissioner, uh, William Evans, (laughs) crime levels are down. He uh, His comment was, uh, hey, I hope it snows every day. And I bet you they all do. You betcha. If the snowfall is causing crime to be down, let it snow and keep it going. Now, the bad thing on that is, is that, you know, when it, warm, when it warms up, then maybe you have a overflow of, I mean, the criminals are just sitting inside waiting be criminals again instead of just doing it once in a while they're going to be hell-bent on doing a whole bunch so be ready for that but until then congratulations and i hope it snows every day too keep those homicides down in the northeast and boy i do not want to be you so i hope it doesn't make it any more snow for you i didn't even get to the shoplifting story i didn't get to the world's first penis reduction story What am I doing today? Oh, my gosh. Hey, thanks for being here. Michael Pelka coming up next on the Blaze Radio Network. Anyone told you uh, you look great yet today? Well, you do. You look great. Except uh, you're really not going to wear that all day, are you? Okay. Okay. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.